The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, how you doing there, buddy? Hey, it's great to see you. It's always good to be with you, man. And uh, I know we got to get started, but I have a quick story for you. All right. Listen, you know, uh, I run track. I did. I, I absolutely know, you know that. It was yeah. many, many pounds ago, so I tell people. <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is when you're a track guy, you know, because track's a global sport, but there's certain places around the world that are like really, really good at track. Yeah, you know, like that's right. They're kind of right. known for it. Like yeah. uh, Nigeria, where I have some DNA from, yeah. uh, has some really some great sprinters, you know. Ethiopia has some marathoners. Yeah, I've seen those before. Jamaica, you know, some sort of, yeah. But you know, one yeah. country that's really known for outstanding runners is Kenya. And I have had... This like love affair from a distance. I mean, they don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. don't know that I'm in love. With it. But I've had this love affair with Kenya. So much so, if you go to my office right now, right on the center of my desk, I've got Kenyan currency because a friend of mine went to Kenya. He brought me some currency because I just have this deep love for the nation. Of you Kenya. are full of surprises. No, my because man. Yeah. you know it's like they have all these great runners. And as a kid, I used to always think, oh my gosh, I want to go to Kenya for a summer and run with their runners. You know, I can't do that now, but I just have such respect for a nation that you know loves right. sport. So there's that. Now here's the other thing too. You know, I'm a big fan of Advent Health. I know you Did are. Did you know that? Yeah, I you am know, as well. I had a child born there, you know, and then I had a, I was hospitalized there and my mm. dad was there before he passed away. Right, right. It's like, you can't take away the heart connection I have with Advent Health. How about this man? Our guest today. He's the executive director of community advocacy for Advent Health. And he's Kenyan. <laughs> Andrew Muvava. Muvava. Oh, geez, I'm never going <laughs> You know, listen, I'm not even going to edit that out because I butchered it so bad. Now from it's so much prettier that he's here. Anyway, yeah. thanks for being here, my friend. Thanks for having me. Man, so uh, uh, came from Kenya yep. to Maryland? Correct. To Chicago? Mich- Michigan first. Michigan. Yeah, landed in Chicago and then uh, drove to Michigan. Wow. And do you go back to Kenya much? Yes, I do. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, tell, me, tell me if you're going to go home to Kenya... And you're going to have your favorite Kenyan meal. Mm-hmm. What's going to be in that plate of food? Let's see. Um, that's going to be some chapati and maharagwe. Okay. You're going to have to like narrow that down. <laughs> like, is that a uh, meat and uh, two sides? What no, is that? It's a, it's a fried flatbread Ooh. and uh, a bean stew. Well, you had me at fried. That's that's pretty solid <laughs> right there. You could fry a boot and it would be pretty good. So that sounds uh, pretty pretty outstanding. So, right. And uh, did you grow up there appreciating running or was it more uh, soccer or another sport or was that? Well, so um, my father was actually an athlete. Um, he ran 400, 800 meters and then um, long jump. I So I grew up, you know, cheering. Right. Um, I went more down the sporting route, mm-hmm. uh, soccer and basketball. So I say I have Kenyan blood, but an American body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, your dad and he passed away recently. Yes, and I'm he sorry did. to hear that. Um, but I got a chance to meet him before he passed. And that guy had great eyes. He uh, smiled with his eyes is what I say about that guy. He and he did. did have kind of a 400, 800 look to him. Lean. Yep. You know, that's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. So created a legacy there for you. 
He did. You know? He did. So now uh, you're here in Central Florida, executive director with uh, Community Advocacy for uh, Advent Health. And you and I met because I serve on the board. They used to call it the Chick Board. Correct. But people found that offensive, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. the name, they didn't like that. Right. Yeah, get that, right? So they're like, you know. I can only imagine why that would be, yeah. No, listen, this is a true story. Well, but I mean, CHIC stood for Community Health oh, Improvement right, Council. Right, okay, right. It was an acronym. Track. Right. <laughs> and now it's the Community of Collaborative Councils. All right, so, so it's CCC board. Yeah, or 3C. That's 3C. safer. Right. It is safer. Much safer. It's much safer. Yeah. Okay, so um, listen, like that's a, that's a lot of words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of impact. So tell me, tell me, give me your nutshell to first of the definition of that. And I want to kind of know, like, what are some examples of the things it does? Yeah. So, I mean, Avon Health is a not-for-profit health system. And so we are looking to better the, the communities that we serve in. And so the Community Collaborative Council is just one intentional way where every year we make specific investments in high-priority community health needs, seeking to work with community partners, community residents to increase the likelihood of longevity and quality of life. Well, you know, um, there's so many things about what you do that are so cool. Can I highlight a few? And sure. you can tell me. So, Mike, just like, just like this is so, so crazy here. It's like, first off, think about this, Mike. What if you and your wife um, started a ministry and you wanted to help out with uh, homeless vets, vets, vets mm-hmm. right? And you wanted to focus on mental health, right? And so you're doing it, and then you're like, oh my gosh, well, we need a little bit more you know, funds to kind of like get it going. And you might think, oh, you know, you could go ask, you know, uh, you know, Andrew's thing, which you can do, but here's the cool part. They'll train you on how to ask. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Right. Like sometimes a, uh, people start a ministry and then their board is all like their family members, mm-hmm. which is not really cool. You know, you got to have it diverse. Or sometimes they want to have one charity, like fund the whole thing. And like people don't like that. So it's like, even if you have a concept and you're trying to work it through, even if you're not a perfect match for Advent Health, their resources will help you. That's amazing. Get it ramped up. Yeah. Better. Is that true? That is true. Um, of course, it's subject to certain specifics, right? right? Uh, so There's boundaries to it. There are boundaries, and also it has to be in an area that we are prioritizing for that giving cycle. So sometimes you might not get that support because you are off cycle, right? You might need to wait till that area of focus uh, becomes what we are focusing on for that giving cycle. We had to do that because otherwise we would be spread too widely mm-hmm. and not be able to drive... Uh, you know, move a metric positively. And so we try to prioritize, you know, the most crucial uh, um, community health needs first, and then also try to work in a multidisciplinary way. Really do also care about working with the community and not doing for the community. So as a segue in this, so the first thing is like, to my, my point was, even if you went through the process and Avid Health didn't fund you, you'd be better off. Absolutely. Because you've learned, yes. right? That's what I love. I've learned so much. Right. And then the second thing, when you're talking about the partner thing, is like, it, it, it's like people do well when they come in and say, hey, we'd like to have a donation to help launch this. In year two, we want less. In year three, we want less. Because it's not like, hey, fund us forever. It's more like, hey, help us ramp up and then partner. And then there's joint metrics and things like that. So 
you can even help a ministry help them see if they're being successful or not. Is that, is that right? That's correct. I mean, in an ideal state, we want to catalyze something and then help mature it to where it can attract other revenue streams and right. other funders uh, going forward. Because then you guys become like the gold standard. Like if they they get like some funds from you and then they go to somebody else for funds, like, oh, Advent Health has already approved you. And then it's matching and like that, that the matching concept and partnering um, so that, you know, if something happened at Advent Health and they didn't have as much funding, it wouldn't tank that ministry either. Yeah. Right? Not, yeah. Not only that, I mean, um, there are a lot of needs in the community. And so we have to think about how do we scale and sustain solutions and we can't restrict that just to what's available within our resources. So mm-hmm. really, it's th- there's no way of saying we want to uh, improve the communities that we serve, but restrict the um, extent of our interest to only that which we have resources for, which is why we try to think ourselves as a catalyst. And so how can we provide these interventions in a way that can attract follow-on funding and kind of can prove out the efficacy for a sustainable uh, um, economic model. It's interesting too because some of the stuff you do uh, is completely charitable, right? It's completely you know given away, and in other ways it kind of benefits you in a weird way that also benefits the community. And you're like, what are you talking about, John? Well, let me give you an example. It's like you guys did a thing years ago where you were providing um, a more proactive checking on elderly people who have visited the hospital, and so you might well that's obvious, right? Well, some of these people were calling 911 when they didn't need to, but by doing that, it caused them to stop calling 911 as much, and so they were you know, treated better, but also didn't clog up the 911 lines, mm-hmm. right? So somebody has a heart attack or something like that, like that's not being disrupted by something else. And then there's other stuff you guys do that just, I mean, just impacts the community, right? Now you could say, oh, there's an impact because people are healthier, but you know, some people might say, oh, medical organizations, they want people to stay sick. Well, you guys are like that. You're trying to help everybody live healthier longer, right? That, that, that's correct. I mean, um, whole person care requires that we care uh, in that manner. Um, I don't think we are at risk of, you know, um, curing all of the ills that are in our communities to where, you know, we just one stakeholder. Uh, we think of how do we collaborate with other stakeholders um, because at the end of the day, um, it's about how do we impact longevity and quality of life. Right. So treatment of illness or dealing with trauma in the event of, of accidents and things of that nature is just one component of that. Uh, so for us, that's not the full extent of our mission. Uh, our mission is about whole person care and would love to see our communities thrive. Well, um, we're going to take a break in just a second, but it's funny, Andrew, this is a true story. I'm uh, doing some thoughts on redesigning my office space. And every time I do that, Advent Health enters my brain. Like, why would that be? Because Advent Health taught me about having um, uh, the right scents in your office. Like I have a cinnamon broom in my office because we're in fall. If you walk my office, like there's a cinnamon, but I learned that from Advent Health. Or uh, if you look at Mike's office, how nice and clean it is in here, like uncluttered. But those are all things I learned from Advent Health. So I'm like a business guy, but in my day-to-day life, I'm influenced by the many things Advent Health has taught me. Isn't that cool? That is amazing. No, it's absolutely true. Right. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And in the break, I'm going to learn how to pronounce your last name properly. And then we're going to come back and talk more about the different organizations you're working with, okay? Okay. All right, this is John Crossman, The Crossman Conversation. 
As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge, backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. Once again, here is John Crossman. We are back. This is John Crossman with Andrew Mwahua. <laughs> it was closer. A little bit better. Oh my God. I'm never going to get it. I'm going to work on it. It bothers me. It bothers right. me. That's fine. Um, thank you for being gracious and patient with me. Um, such a fan of you and the work you're doing. And we were talking about all the stuff you guys do uh, within the community. Um, I could ask you a bunch of questions, but tell me of all the stuff you guys do, What's the thing that just for you, just as a human, you're like, oh my gosh, John, I love what we're doing with blank ministry. Tell me, tell me what that would be for you, the one that, that you that jumps out in your heart and mind. Um, so I'm always guided by doing for even the least of God's children. And then um, you know, that we are repairers of the breach, right? Uh, and so when I think about most vulnerable populations, we, we usually think about the housing crisis. And so the work we do around uh, homelessness, the work that we do to address um, mental health uh, challenges, uh, behavioral health challenges, I think to me that often is some of the most meaningful work that I find most rewarding. Well, I think that uh, particularly on the mental health one, it's one that's a lot of people have trouble talking about, right? I uh, I uh, I go for a walk with a friend of mine every Saturday. Walk uh, walk my dog together, and my buddy, and we solve the world's problems, you know. And uh, we always get a smoothie, and at the same smoothie place, and there's different people, young people work there. So the recent one I've been talked to, I just chat them up a little bit. They're um, I always get this confused. They're a, what is it? They're an EMT studying to become a paramedic. I guess that's the upgrade. Like I guess a paramedic can do IVs, and EMT can't. I think that's right, but something like that. So I was asking them. I'm like, gosh, how do you? When you come across an accident scene, you're like, what do you do? And they were like, well, you get the, the most critical wound first. You know, somebody's got 
blood come out of their neck versus a broken leg, you know, order things. So they're telling me all this and I'm like, so what do you do to take care of you? Like you come across something like that and like it's a child that's passed away. And they were like, man, I mean, you could really tell like they were like very real and knowing that they need to deal with that, Mm -hmm. but also very much not having a complete place to land that yet, you know? And so it's a big deal, right? Yeah. I mean, so let me give you a specific example. There's a SALT outreach and SALT is, they have mobile drop-in centers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're addressing homelessness, seeking to help people who are living or experiencing homelessness. Um, their CEO, Eric, actually, he just won an award last week. Um, he was uh, awarded something by uh, H- HSN. Um, it's, it's the Homeless Service Network here mm-hmm. in Central Florida area. Mm-hmm. He experienced homelessness what? as a young man. Wow. Um, then it became a cause for him, started off as a soup kitchen, just from, you know, from his kitchen, making meals and, and serving meals, uh, every Saturday. And today they have several trailers. They have case managers, social workers, they have, um, mental health interventions so that, you know, people experiencing homelessness have a place to do laundry, have a place to have a shower, have a place to receive their mail. Have, wow. a, have a place to even store medications if they need to, um, and then starts to get case managed to find out, okay, how do we take you from your current experience and stabilize you uh, in housing? How do we help you become gainfully employed? What are the impediments uh, to that? And so that's one organization that not only Avon Health, but Avon Health was a contributor to helping incubate and mature and today they're, you know, uh, accessing, uh, you know, grants from far and wide. Isn't it amazing it's yeah. a, to see the growth of it? Because you do see some things are like an idea right. and then become fully funded. Um, I also think that something cool about your life, Andrew, is that sometimes like Mike and I, you know, we're in kind of a business world and we can just turn on the news and it's depressing. And you're like, oh my gosh, all these bad things are happening. And yet you get a front row seat to see a lot of organizations, people waking up every day and choosing to do good. You see a lot of humans doing good things to help people. That must be inspiring, right? No, it really is. Um, There are a lot of good people out here. and um, There's terrible people too. They are. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of good people, you know? The statement presupposes that we're aware about the the other side of the the equation. Uh, But yeah, we can't celebrate the good that is out there enough. That's right. Um, and, and I think, you know, we need to find such causes and elevate them more. Um, of course, people would say, I, I, I live for the day where we don't need to keep pulling people out of uh, a river to fallen into, to use that analogy. Right. I'm paraphrasing, I think, uh, Desmond Tutu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but while, while we're here, I think it's, it's worthy work. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, when you look at all these different organizations out there, um, what is the key thing to make a decision that that's a match for you guys? So every three years we do a community health needs assessment. Um, and we do that with community institutions and community organizations and surveying individuals in the communities that we serve. And from that, we seek to prioritize uh, certain needs that we can work on and try to make better than they are today. So 
that happens every three years. And so that usually guides us uh, as to what priorities we're going to focus on. Right now, that's mental health and then workforce development. So you have things like uh, COVID happens, mm-hmm. and then you make an adjustment based on that because different things happen society-wise that uh, you need to respond to. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. I mean, and the, the, the needs, the dynamic and changing needs in the community do show up in the data that we have. And while we do that formal exercise every three years, we also have other ways that we screen for social needs. And so that informs uh, our prioritization as well. So right now we focus on mental health and workforce development. The reason workforce development is because we're seeing a lot of indicators of economic distress. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to have a proactive response and uh, help connect you know, people who want to work and have certain affinities and abilities to the opportunities in the marketplace. Through your bridge building. Correct. Connecting. Um, what do you, what do you want people to know about the work you do in the context of, is it more important for you to make sure, uh, potential partners are aware of you, potential customers are aware of you, potential volunteers, potential donors, like who out there hearing this needs to hear and go, Oh my gosh, I need to give Andrew a call. Uh, well, aside from me, of course, cause I like hanging out with you, but <laughs> well, have a whole team. Mm-hmm. And of course, the the institution uh, backing me. So it's not just me. I would say um, if you are working in any way seeking to improve community health, if mm-hmm. you're trying to positively impact the likelihood of longevity, uh, quality of life, human thriving, um, you know, you can consider the good folks at Avent Health as allies because we're seeking to do the same thing. Um, if you look at our community health needs assessment, you can Google Avon Health Community Health Needs Assessment or Avon Health and Community Health Plan. You can just see uh, what areas of focus we have presently. Um, and then happy to have a discussion about how we can work together. Sometimes it's not always just a funding conversation. Sometimes it's collaboration. Sometimes right. it's convening. Sometimes it's just helping to communicate information uh to segments of the community that need it so you know uh all relationships go on a certain narrative arc um and at the end of the day we need to share responsibility of making our communities better andrew i'll tell you a funny story you of all people appreciate this so you know i do a lot of work to help out historically black colleges big part of my thing appreciate and, that about well, you but i love it and so um i was telling this person and i didn't know them well but i was like hey i think i'm gonna go see this you know foundation and ask if they would want to donate and try to do something bigger to scale and do more work. And the person said, Oh, you don't, you don't want to do that. Cause that organization, that, that, that foundation, they'll steal all your ideas. And I was like, well, wouldn't that be kind of great? <laughs> like, like, like well, if they steal all my ideas and they start promoting real estate education, every HBC in America, I'm like, right. well, I'm done with that. And I'll go focus on something else, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I talk to my kids about this. Sometimes there's some people in our society and I guess this is normal. They think in a very tribal way, you know, like, ooh, I'm, I'm this or I'm this and you're that and that kind of stuff as a part of thinking about being a member of community and my, not to get churchy with you, Andrew, but in my, um, we have a couple's Bible study, my wife and I were talking about Romans and it's like, you know, if you look at the community as being a community and you work in that aspect, a lot of good things can happen. And so that seems like how, like, even if some group came up and they were helping 
and like it caused mental health issues or homelessness to go down, you're not gonna get mad about that. <laughs> you're gonna be happy about that. <laughs> like if somebody yeah. has a better mousetrap, you're happy with that. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I, you don't have to apologize for getting churchy with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in the church, and Avon Health, uh, our tagline is extending the healing ministry of Christ. And so, yeah, um, um, seeking to make things better is a shared responsibility. I don't think um, anyone has sole franchise on the causes of misery and therefore the solutions. Uh, but if each of us did the best that we could, I think we would all live uh, in a society that would be better than we have today. And I think there's many people who aspire to do that, just might need a little bit more guidance as to how they could be more effective. And so that's really what we're trying to do is be part of helping to make things better in the community or at least catalyze such such efforts. And that doesn't mean you agree with everybody. You're just finding ways that you can partner, right? Correct. Well, I'll tell you my last thing for our time together. Thank you for being here, Andrew. Um, Mike and I had a friend that we lost uh, this past summer, and I cried a lot. It was mm, a tough, yeah. oh, it was a tough loss. It's like losing your dad. Tough. Yeah. And that person, our friend, um, actually did the statue of Jesus that's in the Winter Park that's at the right. hospital. Oh, wow. A real deal when you go and see that statue. That, our friend mm-hmm. was the artist that did that. Awesome. And so it's, uh, it's always been healing for me when I've either visited or been a patient at Avent Health to see the pictures of Christ in different settings. And then that statue means so much to, to me and Mike. So thank you, Andrew, and thank you for all that Avent Health is doing in the community and just know that you got friends and family and supporters here uh, with all that we're doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All right. This is John Cross from the Crossman Conversation. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.